Welcome to another episode of the Decent Rowing Podcast. My name's Lachlan Davey. I'm here with my dad, Ken Davey, and together we have the Decent Rowing uh, Resource Library. It's a library of over 950 videos. We also have training programs and things. People can sign up as a as a member to access these. We have monthly and yearly options, and we also do uh, a fair bit of remote coaching, uh, so video analysis and setting training programs for people who want a little bit more help with their rowing. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about a subject that we have quite a bit of experience with and that's using video in rowing and getting good video and using it for helping improve someone's rowing, demonstrate uh, different problems with rowing and analysing uh, from a coaching point of view. And so, Ken, you've uh, had a lot of experience with this. Do you want to sort of get us started on this topic and um, yeah, let us know about video and rowing with you? Absolutely. Um, video uh, is the main tool, I find, for educating roles. I find a couple of things. The best roles that I've coached uh, are usually the ones that understand why we do certain things, why we take the catch a particular way, uh, why you apply power in a certain way. And without doubt, all of them, we've had to make sure that we, they understand all of those facets. And the way to, best way to do that is with video. Because an athlete can feel what's going on in their body, but what they really need as well is an understanding of what it looks like and what it looks like to the coach. So I've used video extensively for uh, decades, uh, and I've found it's the best way to educate athletes on what we're looking to achieve. Incidentally, I've also found that because of technology these days, uh, video taken anywhere is the same. And so... I've done a lot of coaching of athletes in other countries and we do it via Teams. And so what happens, Teams being a, a, a Microsoft product where you share, same sort of thing as Zoom, you can do it on Zoom uh, and there's other products around as well. But what can happen then is that I can have a conversation with an athlete on the other side of the world where we can see each other. Uh, internet is good enough that you can see in real time and it's not jerky and I can then analyse the video on my machine, uh, computer or um, iPad, whatever, and the athlete overseas can actually see what, what I'm talking about and I can draw on the on the video so that I can highlight various aspects of the stroke. So it's a, it's a very good way to, to uh, educate athletes on what we're looking for. Coincidentally as well, because video is such a powerful tool, is once an athlete understands what we're looking for, then if they're looking for different drills on how to change how they row in order to get a better rowing stroke, then once they understand the particular issue and why, then we've got almost a thousand videos on the website that cover these aspects. And so I can direct them to particular videos to for essentially further understanding or further examples of what we're talking about. And so with video used that way, it's it's an incredibly powerful way. Also, a lot of athletes, you can talk to them about a concept, uh, but most people are like this. You can talk about a concept and they understand it, uh, perhaps. Some people understand better if you talk to them. Most people understand really well if you talk to them and they can see a video at the same time. So lock on very powerful tool and in fact I don't think that it's really possible to educate athletes to the fullest extent without using video. Yeah, it's often quite difficult for an athlete um, to to execute a concept. It's quite easy uh, once you know a bit about rowing and understand the general 
mechanics of the rowing stroke, a coach tells you something, you're like, yep, I understand that. And you go to do it and you think you're doing it and the coach sees absolutely no change whatsoever. Um, they, yeah, you think you're making the change, but you're not. And video is a very useful way of demonstrating that people uh, often need to make what they think is a massive change to their rowing stroke just to get in the ballpark of being able to uh, improve the stroke uh, at all. And so, um, yeah, one of the things that you know we've learned over the years is uh, what sort of equipment that you need to use to to get a good uh, capturing of the rowing stroke. And so, in, in general terms, we're we're looking for something. If you're in a coach's boat that has uh, an optical zoom uh, and a, a good image stabilizer in it, and a lot of uh, a lot of um, consumer camcorders have this it's something that you don't find so much in phones uh, phones don't are just so small they don't really have the ability to zoom in um, and you'll find that if you do try and get footage with your phone although it is really good footage and you can get really good um, frame rates uh, you often have to get very close to the rowers and that can be quite off-putting um, so we found um, a camera that we've been using for for quite a few years and uh, they still make it, I think, and, yeah, they just haven't really felt the need to update it, is the Sony uh, 4K, its, it's product number code is FDR-AX53. Uh, and so it's a, it's a 4K camera. It's uh, relatively compact, but the best thing that we found about this camera, and we tried a few, is the image stabilization. So it makes it extremely stable, even when it's you're bumping up and down in the coach's boat uh, trying to get some footage or trying to hold the camera steady when you're zooming in. It's often very hard to keep a camera uh, steady enough without this um, you know, this, this good image stabilization. So I'd highly recommend if you're thinking about getting video for, uh, for of a rowing crew, uh, look at image stabilization first. Uh, it's really good to do some uh, some research online and, and see the different different types of cameras and the, the footage that you actually get from the image stabilization but yeah we really recommend this uh, this sony fdr ax uh, 53 camera uh, for, for the coach's boat uh, and gopros can be useful too uh, for close-up maybe you can put them on a rigger you can put them on uh, like a head mount so for example the cox could be wearing a camera uh, they're, they're somewhat useful and can be good for um for different bits and pieces, but I think the real power of capturing on video, the rowing stroke comes from a coach's boat. Uh, you can get all sorts of different angles depending on what you're looking at and uh, a, a really like a, a reasonable quality camcorder. It's nothing professional. Uh, it's not the most basic either, but something with good image stabilization, uh, optical image stabilization and um and a relative quality uh, can be good. So if you've got 4K cameras, you can zoom in a lot further without losing quality uh, after the fact than if you just used a, a high-definition definition camera. So, um, yeah, what, what are some of the, the things you think about when capturing footage for rowers, Ken? Oh, there's a range of things. But one thing before I move directly to that, with uh, GoPros, I've done a lot of coaching of people um, living overseas uh, with GoPros and the concept is we put the GoPro on a stick on the rigger and, and set it appropriately so that it, it covers the entire stroke pretty much and the athlete's body movements. 
which is really good and uh, it works really well particularly if you don't have any other mechanism of getting footage so just film yourself essentially look at it yourself analyze it yourself uh, and get another coach like ourselves for example to have a look at it and highlight areas to focus on there's one bit of information you don't get though with a gopro on a boat and you don't see the boat movement in relation to the environment so if a boat's being checked at the catch uh, then you won't actually see that on a GoPro that's on a boat. So just be aware of that and because the GoPro, of course, moves the same as the boat. So you won't see that checking action. So filming from the coach boat, as Lachlan just said, is, is a, a, the, the best way to do it if you can. And the ideal really is to, is to try and capture the areas of the rowing stroke that you're looking to, to focus on. Uh, a few obvious places to video from. The first one is perpendicular to the boat. So sitting alongside the athlete and filming them from one side. Uh, if you cannot film them from both sides, just an obvious trick really is to make sure that you, the sun is behind you when you're filming because otherwise you'll find that the footage is not really that good because uh, of the sunlight. But film from both sides. You'll quite often find that uh, one side of an athlete will behave different from the other side of an athlete, even when they're sculling. Uh, so film both sides. Uh, filming from directly behind is a pretty easy one and pretty useful uh, because you get to understand uh, particular things about how they're sitting in the boat, what their balance is like, are they leaning at all, uh, have they got their shoulders uh, in sculling horizontal and in sweep, are they falling into the rigger or are they dipping their outside shoulder, those sorts of aspects. So they're the obvious ones to film from and you really don't need to film very much. Uh, most rowers are pretty consistent in their style and their rowing stroke so uh, it's easy to say oh, I'll go and film for you know 10 minutes worth of footage but the reality is you probably only need 10 strokes if that so i'd keep the filming short you'll find if you're coaching and trying to film at the same time uh, generally my brain doesn't like doing that and so it's hard to focus on getting good footage and and watching the athlete at the same time so just short bursts of film are all you need and then you can play them back to yourself and to the athlete later on there's a couple of other particular angles that i think are really useful the first one, which is quite hard to get, is looking uh, down the shaft at the catch from the blade. Now, clearly, you need to be a long way out in front of the boat to do that. And if you're close, if you're in a speedboat next to an athlete, then you can't do that very close. You have to be a long way away, so you need a good camera to do it. If you're going to film like that, I suggest uh, drive the boat uh, a long way away from the athlete sideways and go a long way in front of the athlete and then sneak in a little bit towards the path of where the boat's going to arrive at and stop the speedboat and just sit there and film as the athlete rows past you. The angle we're looking for is looking down the shaft so you can see the blade go into the water uh, and you're looking straight up the shaft towards the athlete. That gives you a really good indication of what's happening at the catch. Uh, is the blade going in before the leg drive commences? Are they rowing it in? Uh, those sorts of, of aspects are really clear from that point, but it's hard footage to get. A similar way of doing it is to film it from uh, behind the boat uh, out to the side. So you're essentially looking up the shaft, down the shaft of the oar towards the blade. And if you get the camera positioned correctly, if we talk about sculling for a moment, but the same applies to sweep, is if you line it up carefully, you can have the blade going into the water very close to where the 
the shins uh, of the athlete are. They're in the same line almost, which makes it really useful angle to be able to demonstrate to an athlete and to yourself, I suppose, to demonstrate that the uh, the is the athlete putting the blade in before they push or are they pushing before they put the blade in, which is really the definition of a good catch uh, in a basic sense. If they get that bit right, then you're probably going to get a good catch. So so that's probably my favourite position to film from, uh, and it's a lot easier than getting out in front of the boat. Uh, but they're the main angles. One last little piece on, on this, which I think is super important, is that if possible, have the athletes row with bare shoulders so not having their shoulders covered. The reason for that is that frequently we see people who are using their arms and shoulders too early in the rowing stroke, grabbing at the catch, those sorts of aspects. Uh, and if you've got a, if there's a shirt or some fabric covering those muscles, then you don't get a, as clear a picture. If, the, if they have bare shoulders and you film it so that the definition's close enough, then you'll find that you can, you can work out from what's, what the muscles are doing in the shoulders, you can work out what's actually going on inside. And then you can talk to the athlete about how to fix that and and then film them again and show them the difference. And so if you can, with bare shoulders, I think it's a really important way to, to film. Uh, in the absence of bare shoulders, you really miss a lot of what's going on at the catch. So, so they're my main aspects, Lachlan. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but the reality really is it's just... Um, pick an angle that shows best what you're looking for and uh, and film from there. One thing on that, uh, when you're looking for a catch going into the water, you can look at the catch from out the side and you can see the blade going in and the shins at the same time. Uh, it's just that they're a long way apart in on the screen, whereas that's why I have that concept of lining them up more closely so that you can you can see them happening together and then it's really clear to the athlete when they watch that footage what's going on so it's all the purpose of the whole exercise is to get the athletes get us as coaches to understand what's going on and to get the athletes to understand what's going on and what we want to do about it so they're my favorite angles Lachlan which is probably almost all of them around the boat isn't it yeah, yeah, I think um, yeah, going around the boat that that pretty much covers it. But um, a couple of other interesting angles that we've we've used in the past, um, camera angles that is, is um, mounting a camera on the oar, uh, so you can so like a GoPro. Uh, I used a GoPro Max, so it had the horizon leveling uh, automatic, and I, I mounted it on the shaft of the oar, so I could see when I placed the blade in the water when that oar started to bend, and therefore when the power actually connected uh, i was actually driving the boat um it's quite difficult to visualize that unless you're getting um when you're getting footage from uh from water level uh you can sort of get that sort of that information if you're looking uh, down the shaft as ken said near the catch uh, or above if you can have the athletes row under a bridge a relatively high bridge you can film uh, down from above and you can get a lot of information on on boat rigging uh, as well as how effective people are at getting their blade in the water and getting a bend on that oar. Uh, another option if you want that camera angle from above uh, is to use a drone. Uh, drone footage is is really really useful for boat setup uh, trying to work out if you need to move the athletes forward or back in the boat uh, if you need to increase uh, their span or decrease their span to try and match uh, match the arcs of other rowers 
Uh, you get other information from from the different angles that you'll see from the coach's boat, but uh, you can often see things quite clearly when you're looking from above uh, that you can't see uh, down on the water level. Um, if you're yeah, if you're looking to get a camera, I reckon I recommend a 360 degree camera if you're just filming yourself. So if you're going to go out in your single or or whatever, you haven't got a coach to get footage for you. I'd highly recommend a, like something like a GoPro Max, which is a 360 degree camera. So it captures the whole, its whole environment when you're rowing along. And that way you can pick which part of the stroke you want to look at. And if it's on, mounted on the rigger or near the gate, uh, you can get a good view down the oar at different parts of the rowing stroke. So you can see where the bend goes in the oar what it's like when you're placing, extracting, and then at the same time you can flip the camera uh, around basically and, and look at at what your body's doing, what the seat movement is at the same time as what the oil movement is. And it's a really powerful um, powerful device. You can use like a virtual reality almost set up um, when, you, when you view the footage through the GoPro app. Uh, it's really interesting and if, you, if it's something you might be interested in, I'd recommend just having a look at some videos of how people use these cameras to get footage and uh, yeah we've got quite a few videos on our website about uh, using the cameras and the gopro max and things like that but um yeah i'd recommend if you're in the coach's boat going for yeah one of those optically stabilized camcorders so like a prosumer model i guess it's something you know around a thousand dollars australian whatever that is in other currencies you can work out but um yeah we recommend the yeah we use the the sony ax53 uh, camcorder uh, for most of our on water um on water capturing from the coach's boat mm. just a couple of other aspects that i think is worth considering when you're filming is that, that it's quite um frequent for me it used to be to take a, a lot of film and then I, I'd have to remember what it was we were actually doing at the time and so with athletes when you're coaching particularly if you're coaching small numbers at a time like one-on-one with the boat then I'd, I'd strongly suggest before you do the piece if they're going to do a particular piece for example focusing on a really relaxed grip uh, and loose shoulders then before you start the piece I'd suggest uh, explain to the camera so just yourself just say this is what we're going to try with this piece leave the camera running uh, and then immediately do the piece and once you've done the piece then what i really strongly suggest is is stop the boat and then ask the athlete what it felt like uh, get them to describe in their words what it was like and and the change you were trying to make what it was like because they'll forget too and so then later on when you're watching the footage then uh, you can understand what the piece of footage is about, uh, what the focus was, and the athlete can then tell you what they felt, how it worked, what didn't work, and have a bit of a conversation and record it all. Uh, if you record it like that, then when you play it back uh, a week later or a month later or a year later, then you know exactly what it was about. And with the same athlete, it's often very useful to be able to go back to an earlier bit of footage where they understood and executed what you were looking for quite well and if uh, a bit later on they're not doing it quite as well as they used to then you can replay that footage and they'll be able to transport themselves back into that space where they were and relearn so it's 
very handy to just put some words on a bit of footage just so that you know what the footage is because then you can use it again and again. Yeah, and it's much more usable if you have a, like you were saying, if you have a, a massive file, like a you know, 20 minutes for worth of 4K, it's going to be a huge file. It's going to chew up a lot of room on your computer hard drive or your you know external hard drive, and you're probably never going to look at it again. But if you just get a really short piece of footage, um, then you can just name it. You, could, you can label it something. You can give it the date. You can say what it was. You can put it in a folder. It's not going to take up much space. And as you were saying earlier, you only really need about 10 strokes of someone doing something before you, you're you at the heart of what their technique is. Uh, you can see, uh, easily compare technique over time. If you want to be a, you know, keep yourself accountable as a coach, you can see if you're actually having any improvement on the, the rowing technique or if you need to change what you're doing. Uh, that's why short videos are particularly good uh, when it comes to looking at, at technique over time and even just managing it on your computer. So, yeah, uh, and if you're playing back uh, some video after a session, if you have, you know, 20 little short videos, uh, that's way better than five long ones because you're not going to sit there through it all. You'll probably, you know, get frustrated trying to find the right bit of footage that you're thinking of. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I'd probably say take advantage of uh, getting the footage from the different angles, but only get a short snippet of each, you know, five seconds, even maybe 10, but yeah, probably five seconds from each angle. Uh, something you think is a good representation of how they're rowing. That way it makes it a lot easier uh, when you get back if you can an- analyze it on a TV or, um, yeah, in person, even just talking, looking on the camera can be quite useful sometimes if you have a, a camcorder or just looking at it on your phone, something like that. Yeah, and it's a lot of the time too I find that it's very easy for me to transfer that to another device. Uh, if, it's, if I had it on my iPhone, uh, for example, which is not great footage as far as detailed analysis goes, but if you happen to be close enough to the boat, it, it's, it's not bad. Uh, but you can do the same with other detailed footage you've got is, is give it to the athlete. Uh, so uh, airdrop it onto their phone or transfer it across to their device or put it into a Dropbox and share it with them. And so once you've got the footage, then the best use you're going to get is to have the athlete be able to look at it in their own time when they're not in a hurry. Often after a, after a session that everyone's in a hurry to get to work or go to school or, or whatever, and it's difficult sometimes to actually pay full attention to it. But if the athlete talks about or you talk about what we're trying to achieve at the start of the video, then you video a piece of it and then you talk about what you saw, the athlete talks about how they feel, and then you stop the video so that it's a relatively short video that can be moved around wirelessly uh, without any pain, then uh, give it to the athlete uh, as well as yourself, of course, and and take it home and have a look at it and then discuss it the next time. And so then in the next session, you can reinforce, this is what we did last time. Here's a video. Remember what we did. This is what worked. This is how it worked. Let's go and practice that again. And you build yourself a a bit of a library for each athlete that the athlete also has, and you get some really powerful outcomes from that sort of approach. So I can't emphasize enough how important video is as a learning tool. So the visual aspects of it are, easily understood by everyone. Uh, they don't necessarily need to understand uh, 
have a detailed understanding of all of the language if you can explain what you're looking for and they can see it in the video and you can uh, demonstrate that then I think that's a really powerful tool. One last thing that I think is useful as well is if you've got an athlete and you're videoing them and they've got a particular issue you're trying to fix then I'd always make sure you video the issue first before you talk about fixing it. Uh, so you get what I call baseline footage. So this is how you are rowing normally uh, and I'd get them to take that footage, I'd ask them to not focus on rowing really well. I'd ask them to think about what they're going to have for breakfast or what are they going to do next week and just row along because that way you'll get how they naturally row. Use that as baseline footage to start with and then start changing things and uh, and take video of the changes. And you'll find if you do that, then it becomes really obvious to the athlete what the issues are. If you've got particular issues that are a little bit hard to see because they're not big changes then i'd suggest ask the athlete to row badly in that particular area uh, as you don't want them to do for example grab with their arms and then film them with not grabbing with their arms again it's just reinforcement of what's the right way and what's the incorrect way uh, to undertake the stroke so in summary i'd say uh, video is one of the most vital things you can use in educating uh, an athlete on how to row well and make sure you understand the angles don't overdo it uh, as far as length of time you don't need much a few strokes and uh, and make sure that you discuss it with the athlete and get them to understand why if they understand why you'll get much better performance if you're coaching yourself then use our library to understand why film yourself look for the issues that we talk about and understand why so uh, I'd find it very difficult to coach effectively without video. Yeah, and if you if you do think video would be useful for your rowing, um, and yeah, we'd recommend definitely doing it. Uh, when you're getting this footage, make sure that you have a, a good plan for how you're going to store it, uh, how you're going to label it. You know, something as simple as like having a folder for each year and each month, um, maybe each session, and just get into the habit of. Um, putting it in one spot because you know s memory cards fill up um, and then you don't know what you want to delete and what you don't so you just end up copying it all in one lump sum to a to a hard drive and then it's it's basically lost you can troll through it to try and find what you want but um yeah it's much better to start good habits of uh, labeling folders and and uh, storing it appropriately so if you're interested in uh, some more of the more of the videos that we've been talking about uh, today, you can head over to our website, decentrowing.com. Uh, you can log in there if you're a member. If not, I uh, would recommend signing up for a membership. There's monthly and yearly options. And if you're sort of new to Decent Rowing, you don't really know what we do, uh, there's on our on our homepage, there's a, a spot where you can sign up for our email list and we'll send you, you know, rowing tips in the form of videos Um on a weekly basis and so you get a bit of an idea of what we do and maybe see if a decent rowing membership's right for you. If you're interested in uh, getting a bit more personalized one-on-one coaching, uh, we do have coaching options on our website. We we can do training programs for people, uh, personalized training programs as well as, as we we're talking about earlier in this podcast. We do uh, video technical analysis and point you in the right direction of drills and techniques to to help improve your rowing and you know, help you plan your technique changes as well as your uh, your training program changes so if you're interested in that uh, please head over to our website and have a look under the coaching tab um, and if you're interested you can fill out a contact form there and we'll get in touch and see if it would be a good fit with your rowing
So until next time, happy rowing.